I wasn't that a beautiful song? My, uh, my mother is very close to going to heaven. And uh, I was with her for a while yesterday morning before uh, coming up here. And I was at her bedside, and boy, she's calling names. A lot of the names I don't even know. And, uh, and, but one of the sweetest names to hear her utter is Jesus. Um, she's 94, and she's very close uh, to meeting her Savior. And so uh, we're th- I'm thankful for growing up in a home where we knew Jesus. And uh, wouldn't be where I am today if it were not for Jesus. And his changing my parents' life um, in a marvelous way. But it didn't change him enough to keep my dad from getting after me for destroying his water hose. Um, uh, sorry about your hose, brother. God bless you. Uh, for those of you that haven't heard the story, uh, when I was growing up uh, in Jacksonville, one of the blessings, I guess the soil's similar here, I, I guess, that sand. And I used to love to take my dad's garden hose and run it down in the ground, and it would bring up these neat-looking white mounds. And out came my little green army men. Remember those little green army guys? And I'd put them on those mounds, and they'd do battle between mounds. And uh, my dad got with me one morning as as we were on the way to school, I was. And he said, Larry, look at the yard. And I said, yeah, Dad, isn't it neat? <laughs> and he said, no, it's not. And he said, you're ruining the yard, and one of these days you're going to stick that, if you don't stop, that hose is going to get stuck in the ground, and you're not going to be able to get it out, and you're going to be in real trouble. He said, stop. So I did, and it worked for a little while. You know, I'd leave the house, there's the yard, there's my mounds that are just dying for those little green army men to come out again and the war was raging on and they needed another mound and uh and so the one day the temptation was just too great i came home from school and out came the hose and down it went into the ground up came that beautiful mound my newest one for my army guys and do i have to tell you what happened well he's already told you what happened it, that hose got stuck in the ground, and I pulled for all I was worth to get that thing out of the ground, and it would not come out. Well, I'm just going to have to tell you, uh, I was not looking forward to that 57 Chevrolet pulling up in the driveway that afternoon uh, when my dad got off of work. And because uh, I knew that there was going to be a board meeting, And my dad's chairman of the board. And so sure enough, there was. And I did not stick the hose in the ground anymore after that. But uh, praise the Lord for memories. Uh, And uh, we are thankful today uh, for the memory of those who have paid the ultimate price uh, 
uh, for us to enjoy the freedoms uh, that, that, that we enjoy. By the way, before I forget, the music, all of it, the piano playing, everything, that offertory, everything's been such a blessing. But we're, we're thankful for these memories of those who have paid the ultimate price. Uh, two times a year, we, we recognize uh, our, our veterans today, those who have paid the ultimate price and have given their lives. And then in September, we, of course, we honor all the veterans and who have served in the military. And we're grateful for them all and thankful for the freedoms that, that we enjoy because of them. And uh, along with, uh, with the uh, thought of, of Memorial Day weekend, I, I, I got to thinking about uh, words that would fit a weekend like today or September, either one. And the word that came to my mind, that stuck in my mind the most, was the word courage. And the courage that, that it has taken for men and women to pay the ultimate price for the freedoms that we enjoy today. Courage. Uh, and along with the word courage, we need to consider the word encouragement. Um, if you'll look with me at Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews the third chapter, I'm going to read just one verse out of this chapter. And I want to speak to you a few minutes this morning on the gift of courage and how that leads to encouragement and courage being passed on to someone else. You know, I think the Bible speaks clearly about how that our life should affect the lives of others. Our sufferings that we go through in life, sicknesses, disappointments, uh, God does not want those to be wasted. And we don't have time to go there this morning, but in, later on, if, if you read 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul speaks clearly about how that consolation, comfort, and whatever God uses in our life, this morning I'm going to uh, target courage, um, is not meant to stay in us and just become stagnant. He wants what He does in your life and in my life to be passed out into the life of someone else, to be able to help them. And folks, I'm glad this morning that the trials and struggles that we go through in life don't have to be wasted. We can use those struggles. We can use those trials that we have encountered to be of help and encouragement uh, to someone else. One verse, verse 13 out of Hebrews chapter 3, but exhort, and that word exhort uh, could mean encourage, but exhort, encourage one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Let's pray. Our Father, this morning, we've been blessed by such good music. Uh, Father, thank you for the gifts and talents that you've given uh, these folks to be able to share their hearts with us and encourage us by way of music, whether, whether it be uh, through a voice or through the, 
uh, keys of a piano. Father, we're thankful for the many ways that you've blessed us this morning, just by being able to fellowship with one another. And I pray that you would help us to be thankful today uh, for the courage that has been exhibited down through the years. Those who have paid the ultimate price uh, that we might enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy today. Father, I pray that you would help us during this hour. Please um, help me as I handle your word. Give me the right words to say. I pray if there's anyone here that does not know the Lord Jesus as personal Savior, I pray that today would be that most important day of their life, that they would accept Him. And help us, Father, to do and to be whatever you would have us to be for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. A preacher at one time was speaking about encouragement. And the way he defined encouragement was this, and I quote, to add courage to, or someone with the gift of courage being able to pass that gift along uh, to someone else. He, he went on to say, a person who gives words of encouragement is helping another person become bolder, is helping another person become braver. By giving encouragement, he is adding courage to that person. He is helping a person stand firmer and go farther. You know, Paul exhibited that in his life while he was in prison and throughout his, his ministry. But in Philippians chapter 1, in verses 12 through 14, Paul said this, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather for the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident, let me read that again, and many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now, are you getting connected with what I'm saying this morning about passing courage on and about our being encouragers? On the other hand, to discourage a person is to take away a person's courage. Have you ever had someone when you were up on cloud nine and you're just ready to roll and then someone, can we use the term, pops your balloon? I don't know about you, but this morning, I would like to be an encourager for Christ. When a person is working for God, when a person is serving God, when you're serving God this morning, I would like to be an encourager to you to help you move on for Christ, to help you have that courage to serve Him. One of the things that, um, that Patty and I have had at heart for our ministry for a number of years is this thing of encouragement. Uh, the Well International Ministries, and by the way, we're so grateful for your faithful support that you give us, not just monetarily um, uh, every month, but I know that there are many of you that pray for us every day, and we are thankful for that. And one of the things that we've wanted to do in our travels is to be encouragers, to encourage missionaries, 
uh, to encourage those who are in need of a good word of encouragement. Uh, most of you ladies know by now, I'm sure, that she has just returned from, from Europe and where she did ministry in two retreats over there. Uh, she was gone for a month. I, I, I didn't have her for a month, and it was just me and the Oz man for a month at the house. And for those of you who don't know about the Oz man, he's, he's our little uh, Shih Tzu, and uh, he runs things pretty much whether one of us is there or both of us are there. Uh, people have, have asked me, who do you name him after? Uh, 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 Ozzy, uh, what's, what's the guy, the singer? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, that's, that's not who, who he was named after. And so they, some of them do other Ozzies, Ozzy and Harriet. I, I have, I've heard them all. But my wife named him. He's a rescue, and his full name is Oswald Chambers. And I, I'm sure, I'm sure um, Oswald Chambers is really impressed that he's had a dog named after him. Um, by the way, he does not prefer to be called Oswald. The other dogs in the neighborhood have beat him up. He, uh, he, he prefers Oz. And, and so anyway, all that to say this, it was me and Oz for a month. And, uh, but uh, I, I missed her, and uh, Oz missed her, looked all over the house for her. Uh, I couldn't go this time. Uh, but she was over there as an encourager uh, to those military ladies, uh, and whether they were wives of military or military them, personnel themselves. And a lot of them are in need of encouragement. We need to pray for our military, pray for those families. And, and then in, in Belgium, as, as she was able to go there and, and minister uh, to Belgian nationals, uh, I have spoke with one interpreter. I've never spoke with two, as that retreat was in uh, English, uh, French, and Dutch. Uh, but uh, as far as we know, eight ladies raised their hand. Was it eight? Eight ladies raised their hand for salvation. And so thankful for that. But here's, here's what our ministry is about and what all of our ministry needs to be about as believers. Uh, when a person is working for God... We need to be continuing others, uh, encourage others to continue on. We should help Christians keep going, keep on, and do their best. I want Christians to become bolder. I would like to see Christians become braver. We want Christians to stand taller. By the way, there's nothing embarrassing about being a child of Christ. There's nothing embarrassing about being a, a believer. We need to stand tall and be witnesses for Him. I want Christians to give their best effort. I, I'd like to see Christians become successful. I want them to have an added boost by my being of encouragement to them. I want to be a godly encourager, especially in these times. We're living in evil times. Paul spoke of the evilness of, of his day. And people are in need of encouragement to be bolder. Help all of us to be stronger witnesses for the cause of Christ. I just quickly want to look at just a few ways this morning about how we can do that. First of all, we can encourage one another with our words. As, as we think of the most common way that we encourage one another, it's often going to be uh, how we talk with them, how we speak to people. 
And Proverbs uh, 25.11 really gives a good foundation for that thought. In Proverbs 25.11, it says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in in pictures of silver. What is that saying? That's saying that the right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. That's how God wants our words to be. He wants our words to be like apples of gold in a setting of silver. I mean, being a custom-made piece of jewelry that Jesus Christ can use that a lost person may see Him in us and want what we have been blessed with. We all know how that words said at the wrong time can get us in trouble. There's a story about a pastor who was going into retirement and getting ready to leave the church. At his farewell dinner, he tried to encourage one of the members who had been a member for a long time. She was a member of the church before he had arrived there. He said to her, don't be so sad. The next pastor you get might be better than me. She replied, That's what they said the last time, but it just keeps getting worse. Uh, We we, we all know uh, how that... Well, that wasn't a word of encouragement, was it? But it sure happens, doesn't it? What do we call it most of the time? We call it opening our mouth and sticking our foot in it. We do that a lot. We want to say the right thing, but oftentimes it comes out wrong. And, and, and people can, can take it wrong, even when we don't mean to do the wrong thing. Even we don't mean to, when we don't mean to be ugly, we know how oftentimes we can open our big mouth and stick our big foot right in our mouth. Even when all our intentions are honorable, words sometimes get twisted all around. And James gives us this word of wisdom. He says in James 3, 2, For in many things we offend all. And we know we can do that. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. I think that gives us something to think about seriously. The effect of words and what they have on a child. Uh, How important words are in the formative years, all the years of, of, of our children. The effect a husband's words have on a wife or vice versa. The impact a boss's words have on an employee. We can all deal with that every now and then, right? Words said in love, words said in anger, words said in encouragement, words said as gossip. The last words on a deathbed. And if you want to do an interesting study sometime do that. Google last words of people and amazing what people have said. And can I just mention words that have helped shape our lives just as hopefully we have helped shape uh, shape the lives of others. You see, we've got to understand this morning that the right word at the right time is like a custom piece of jewelry. The Duke of Wellington, the British military leader who defeated Napoleon at Waterloo, was not an easy man to serve under. And guys, we talked about some of those guys this morning in Sunday school, right? This man, Duke Wellington of Wellington, he was a brilliant, demanding, and not one to uh, shower his uh, subordinates with compliments. 
Yet even Wellington realized that uh, his methods left something to be desired. In his old age, a young lady asked him what, if anything, he would do differently if he had his life to live over again. Wellington thought for a moment, and then this is what he said. He said, I'd give more praise. I'd give more praise. God help us to be people that are giving more praise. All of us should want to encourage people with, with the words that we say. The task of encouragement, listen to this, please get this thought. The task of encouragement is not about you. It's about helping others. It's about us wanting to be a blessing to others. It's about saying words that build up and words that give hope, words that give courage as we're trying to focus on this morning. Paul said it this way, and I'm thankful this morning that we have truth. We have truth in the Word of God, and we have a message to give to a world that is in need of Jesus Christ. But as we carry that message, or any other message that we would try to convey to help people, uh, to pass on courage through encouragement, Paul said, speak the truth in love. God help us to do that. We can encourage people with our words. And then secondly, we can encourage one another with our actions. Um, how many of you have heard this statement before? Actions speak louder than words. We, we've heard that many times. And there's a lot of truth in that statement. But here's the fact. People notice what we do. People notice how we live. By our actions, we are setting an example for others to follow. I can't help but remember a, a picture that I saw many years ago of a little boy who was following his dad's footsteps in the snow. And even though the stride was much larger than the little boy's, that little boy was doing all that he could to put his feet in the exact steps of his dad. Folks, there's a message in that little story. And how that people are watching us. And, and listen to what James has to say about this. James 1.22 Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers, only deceiving your own selves. You see, we need to understand that love, and we hear a lot about love, and love is misused in so many ways. Do you know that love is more about action than it is emotion? Now, when we think of love... We think of emotions, and there are emotions involved in love. At least as it is defined in the Bible, we've got to understand that love is more about action than it is about any kind of emotion that we might have. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, charity or love suffereth long, it is kind. Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, it's not puffed up doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own. It is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That passage is saying love is an action rather than an emotion. What do we need to say to that? Uh, we need to understand that it is involving choices that we need to be making in life that honor God and help people. 
and encourage people like we're talking about this morning. I can choose to be patient or I can choose to be not patient. And Lord, help me with that one. Uh, We all have trouble with our patience, right? Especially as you get older and you're not able to do some of the things that you used to do and and you get impatient. Uh, I'm, I'm having more of a problem these days with gravity than I used to. Matter of fact, I said the other day, gravity, you are not my friend. But well, thank God for gravity, though. Uh, but you know, we 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 get to the place to where uh, we have problem with being patient. And even if you're not as old as I am, you still may be praying the prayer, God, give me patience and give it to me right now. I mean, we have problems with this, and we can choose to show kindness or not to show kindness. We can choose to brag or not brag. We can choose to be self-centered or to be Christ-centered. I can choose to hold a grudge or I can choose to let it go. I can choose to love other people or to be indifferent. You see, what all that is saying is love is action rather than emotion. We all set examples for others to follow. I read about, uh, and I I have done this myself, I can remember growing up and putting on my dad's shirt and walking around the house when when I was little. Uh, Of course, the the shirt was way too big for me, but I can remember how much I wanted to grow up and to be like my dad. And I've I've already mentioned this morning that... uh, I don't believe I'd be here today if it were not for my dad. Patty and I both had godly dads. And uh, my dad was, uh, was, was a, a bus captain uh, for, for many years under Wally Beebe in, in, in Jacksonville. And oh, how those kids loved my dad. And, and I, I was glad to see that my dad was passing on the love that he had for me into little snotty-nosed kids without shoes, didn't smell good, but he was wanting to encourage them and help them and love them. And, I, and rather than putting on his shirt, I would ask myself, God, especially as I got older, I would say, God, help me not just to wear my dad's shirt, help me to fill my dad's shirt with the love and desire that he had to be an encourager, to be a helper, to people. I wanted to be just like him when I grew up. Grew up. Uh, do we know this morning that by our actions we set an example for others to follow? We don't know who's watching us. You might say, oh, preacher, I'm, I'm a nobody. Nobody knows me. Nobody follows. Yes, they are. There's not a person in this auditorium this morning that's not being watched by someone and how you live and how you act. Ephesians 5.1, Paul says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Paul also says in 1 Corinthians 11.1, Be ye followers of me even as I am of Christ. And then in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, Paul gives us a pattern of, of, of how we need to be acting so that others can see our actions and see not just how flowery we might be, but how good our God is. 
That's why Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what did Paul say? He said, think on these things. And why did he say those things? In verse 9 he said, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So God said all those, Paul said all those things in verse 8 because he was living those things for others to see in his life. Uh, the story of, about a someone who uh, opened the door one morning to get uh, the newspaper and was surprised to see a strange little dog with our paper in his mouth. Delighted with this unexpected delivery service, the person fed him some treats. The following morning, this person was horrified to see the same dog sitting in front of our door, wagging his tail, surrounded by eight newspapers. This person went on to say, I spent the rest of the morning returning newspapers to its owners. <laughs> Folks, we've got to understand as human beings that our actions speak louder than words. And God help us to be examples of encouragement by what we do. You see, we are to act like our Father in heaven. We are to imitate Him with our actions. And by, in, uh, by imitating our Father in heaven... We are setting an example for the entire world to see. And ladies, the beautiful song that you sung a while ago, I don't know where you went to sit, probably with the little blessings next door, right? And Jesus. It's all about people seeing Jesus in our life. Here's the last thing quickly. We can encourage one another by our attitude. And boy, I could spend a lot of time here and give biblical examples, but time does not allow us this morning. But I, I just want to highlight one. How about Daniel? Daniel was a man who had been taken cap captive out of his homeland and was having to serve in a foreign heathen land. And yet Daniel had a fantastic testimony in the midst of his trials. It says to the point, that the king thought, King Darius, thought to set him over his realm and made him president, made him his right-hand man, made him one that others were subordinate to. For what reason? Scripture says that Daniel had a good spirit within him. What is that saying? It's saying Daniel had a good attitude. And other people were watching. They watched him. And they even tried with the devil's help to get Daniel out of their way. And did. Then came the lines then. But there was God. And God said, you know, I like this guy's attitude. I'm going to give every line in that den locked jaw. And he did. And Daniel came up out of that den giving praise to the God, to his God, with an attitude of praise, with an attitude of saying, I'm going to honor my life. You know, there's are those who have, see a, a glass half empty or half full. 
Others see life full of challenges, and God knows we have them. But we've got to ask ourselves this morning regarding our attitude, what is our outlook on life? Can we encourage, can you encourage other people today by your attitude? By having a positive attitude? And, you know, it's easy. I'm, it's easy for us to have a bad attitude. I don't, I don't have to say, boy, I just want to have a bad attitude. It comes. I mean, that is our human nature. We can just have a bad attitude that stinks all the way to heaven. But, you know, we, we can have a positive attitude and get a lot further in life, can't we? I'm reminded of the story of two shoe salesmen who went to a tropical island where, one, where no one wore shoes. The first shoe salesman came back with a negative attitude that was somewhat depressing. He said, it was so discouraging, no one wore shoes, I'll never sell shoes there. The second salesman came back and he was all excited. He said, what great potential, what great opportunity, no one wore shoes. I gave away a pair of shoes to the tribal leader and he loved them. <coughs> all, excuse me, all the other tribal members want shoes now. We have a wide open market, no one wore shoes. It's all about an attitude, and we've got to ask ourselves this morning, what is our outlook on life? Do we need an attitude check? Well, I can just tell you, sometimes I do, and I know you do, but we need to have a positive attitude toward life. And here's what Scripture has to say. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I'm saved. Folks, that ought to get me a really good attitude to carry on through my day and through my life. Paul said in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I'm glad that Christ gives me strength today. I hope you're thankful today that God gives you the strength that you need to meet the challenges of the day that I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, strengtheneth me. Romans 8, 38 and 39, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, that ought to give us an attitude that makes heaven rejoice. I'm glad there's nothing, absolutely nothing that will keep the love of God from reaching me. And that will keep the love of God from reaching you. And I hope you're glad of that too. You see, folks, when life gets down, we have someone who can pick us up. We have someone who can encourage us and help us with our problems. God makes this promise, Isaiah 40, 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You might be, you might be, like, be like that person who's, who's on the floor and you're saying, I've fallen and I can't get up and I don't have one of those things. I'm thankful that we have Jesus. I'm thankful that He is ready to give us the strength that we need today. God gives us the strength every day to meet the challenge that we face when we put our faith and trust in Him. We can depend on Him to be our encourager. 
And we need to encourage each other. We need to be encouragers, encouraging others with the words that we speak to them. Tell them how much we appreciate them and tell them how much you love people. Encourage others with the example that you set. Remember, action speaks louder than words. Speak up and be doers of the word. Encourage others by having a positive outlook on life. And we should know that they should know that Christ is in our life and that we are in God's hands and he's big enough to help that person that we need to be the example to as well. Paul, we go back to our verse when the writer of Hebrews said, but exhort one another daily. Encourage one another daily while it is called today. Let's not waste today. Let's pass on courage. Let's have the right words to say to a world that's hurting. And folks, we are living in a hurting, messed up world. Someone has said this, a little word in kindness spoken, emotion or a tear, has often healed a heart that's broken and made a friend sincere. Then deem it not an idle thing, a pleasant word to speak. The face you wear, the thought you bring, a heart may heal or break. God help us to be encouragers today and uplift the Lord Jesus by our lives. If you don't know him today as your personal Savior, I would encourage you to accept him. We have people here, or myself, my wife, we'd be happy to take the Bible and show you how you could accept the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. He loves you. He loves you. Are you thankful for his love today? Let's bow our heads together. Our Father, this morning, uh, thank you for the promises of your word. Father, thank you for the gift of courage that you can give us when we're weak and we don't feel like we can take the next step. But Father, I pray that before we do, we would understand that the next step needs to be a step brought on by the power of God and not by the strength that we may feel that we have in ourselves. Father, I hope what I've said this morning has been of encouragement to someone that day who needs encouragement from your word and that you would help us all to have a desire to pass on courage and to be as Paul that folks could see our lives and become bolder in their witness for the cause of Christ. And I pray that if, if there's anyone here that does not know the Lord Jesus, that they would see their need of Him and accept Him as Savior today is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. I, I believe our musicians are going to play. And if God has spoken to you in some way and you feel like you need to come to the altar this morning for a moment, feel free to do so.
thank you again to the Applebee's for being here. Encouragement, 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 which is exactly what that brought to me anyway. So I appreciate that. Thank you for the Applebee's. Just a reminder, Mary Lauren is going to be meeting with all Wilds campers, parents, just the parents, correct, Mary Lauren? Just the parents. It won't be long, I promise. I've seen her speak before. So down here in the front, um, real quick, if you're sending a child to camp, please get with her. All right, let's bow our heads and dismiss in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And praise your name for it. Amen.